So I'm Graham and I want to go to Mars not only for the adventure, but I want to go for the challenge. I want to help humanity reach the stars and reach our full potential. Now I've got a sense of humor. I'm quick, witted. Welcome to things. I can I can make groups of people laugh. If you want an example of my sense of humor, just go to the Grimerica Show podcast and listen to that for a bit. Now now I'm the perfect candidate for Mars because I'm fit spiritually. Help, uh, emotionally and physically. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we got a super chat. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We're going to do a special swap cast this week, which is kind of insane considering we're sitting on like eight intro or eight interviews in the back catalog, but that's okay because we're going to go to uh, two shows a week for the month of July as a little sample. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the support segment. Uh, and so anyway, uh, we met the Snake Brothers, the Brothers of the Serpent down in uh, Colorado at our contact at the cabin 2019. And we've been waiting to do a swap cast with them for a while, so we said, fuck it, we'll squeeze it in. We got some exciting news we're going to talk about a little bit later, so we're going to push it to the front of the line. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk to Snake Brothers. We've actually got a friend of the show, uh, William, is in studio from Texas as well as a quiet bystander. We're happy to have him. He's boosting morale. And we got everybody's uh, favorite little podcaster here, Grandma Beefcake Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Not bad. I love the little podcaster thing, just because you call everything little, so. I'm little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these guys got a great podcast. We should hear a little bit about theirs. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Snake Bros, we got to to podcast with them down in Colorado a little bit. Well, one of the reasons guys, they helped out big time with our our trip. One of the reasons I wanted to have them come on the show is so that I can try and convince all of our listeners to head over to their website and take a listen. And uh, yeah. see if oh, I can convince thanks. Russ to go to Libsyn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's working, bro. Keep trying. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'll break through eventually. I should start getting a pay cut from those fucking guys. For Libsyn? Yeah. That's our hosting service, right? Yeah. 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 And they don't give me any money. They're just good. And I'm friends with Rob and, and it's a good situation. We're on so Pandora now. Actually, I think we got kicked off after like two days, but that was probably because <laughs> of the vaccine show. I've been meaning to even email Rob about that, actually. Yeah. But something tells me that was it. That's okay. Yeah, that's another thing we can talk about tonight since this episode is coming out. Uh, it's Wednesday right now, June 26th. And there's been lots of news about uh, censorship and Google and YouTube that we should probably talk about. Absolutely. See if you guys are concerned about that, being down in Texas. And... <laughs> we, are definitely, we are definitely concerned yeah. about cons- yeah. censorship. Are you less concerned because it's Texas? <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't know if we haven't been anywhere else other than Texas <laughs> to be find out if we're less concerned. Yeah, like so like here, to us, it seems like Texas is like its own fucking thing. Like, <laughs> and it's big. Yeah, yeah, like even like you know, like it's his own big thing. Yeah, and it's just like whatever, man. You guys do what you want. We'll fucking leave this thing in a second. Like yeah. if you Not guys like- if you guys look at us wrong, we're out of here, and we're taking <laughs> yeah. our oil with us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got big ass guys down here in Texas. Yeah, that's 
Here. So did you guys hear about that, though, the uh, whistleblower from Google and then the email leak and stuff? I mean, I'm pretty sure that stuff is real and it's pretty scary about what's happening. And, the, you know, yeah. the problem the problem is, is um, that I see it. I mean, this stuff's being so Veritas put a video on YouTube about it. And then he also that that video went on Vimeo and they got taken off both of those platforms. I think, Darren, what were you reading to me earlier about the Vimeo one where it's uh, hateful and what was the other wording? Yeah, defamation. It's hate speech. Yeah, so yeah. so you can call people a Jewish person that had a Jewish person that had uh, relatives die in the camps. Is that what you said, Darren? In the Holocaust. In the Holocaust. Yeah, a Nazi. A Nazi. That's not Nazi, hateful. No. That's okay. You can do that. Yeah. That's so, fine. Right. Talk about that, and you're off. Right. I mean, this Are is you going to be yelling a lot to. tonight? Yeah. I Should I turn be, you I mean, down? Okay. You just turned me up, and it was probably a bad bad mistake. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, oh, this yeah. is, but this is like that's really to summarize what's happening, right? At, at the highest yeah. level of Google, you can you can do that. You can name call. You can be hateful. How do, where do you draw that line? They're 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 in control of uh, machine learning fairness now. Like who who gives right. who? Would you want that responsibility? I wouldn't want that want that responsibility to start managing algorithms based on a, a, a subjective fairness policy. Right. That's. I mean. That's. It's really bad. And the other thing is, is like, uh, it's people talk about it being a double standard or people talk about it being, you know, like hypocrisy. But I've been trying to think about this. I'm like, I don't I don't think that's what it is. They don't care about those actual rules. They only want to use them when they're to their advantage. Right. So, like, in other words, I guess this might be semantics, but you have to care like to be a hypocrite. You have to, like, actually care about the rule and then not apply it to everyone the same. That's a hypocrite. When you don't care about the rules, you just use them because it when your only like goal is to win at all costs in whatever argument you're having, then you're not a hypocrite. That's your sta that's your standard. You don't have a double standard. Your standard is to win no matter what you have to do. You see what I'm saying? So that might be arguing semantics, but that's how I've been looking at it recently because they seem to have no shame with this. You know, there's almost no shame, and so it's like yeah, very close to no shame. Yeah, and no, yeah. and they won't even they won't even acknowledge it really right because it's like we're, they're not breaking any of their own principles because their principle is to win at all costs yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you see what i'm saying oh, yeah i see what you mean yeah 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 but they also are applying it only where they want to as well like yeah even even because youtube that's what you even even google yeah like in other words they have these rules but they don't actually care about the rules what they care about is implementing them in such a way so that they can get their Whatever they're, whatever the thing is that they're trying to do, yeah. win, whatever that is, whether you're looking at politics or something else. Yeah, yeah. So is this gonna, is this gonna bite? I mean, really, what's happening? The Streisand effect, I believe, is what's happening. I mean, there's all these people yes. that are getting way more attention, even though the mainstream media won't really talk about it much. They're, they have to bring it up to a certain extent, but they're talking more about how Trump's tweeting about it, not about the content of the problem. <laughs> yeah. So. So uh, is it going to bite him in the ass then? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I, I don't think it's just these lies and this bullshit is sustainable like that. I mean. Yeah, I think if, uh, if government gets involved, then it could bite us all in the ass. Yeah. But, uh, you know, ultimately these companies are, I mean, they're free to do whatever kind of stupid crap they want. You know, and then people will look for another platform. And somebody will come up and say, you know what, I'm going to make a platform that's all about free speech. And that's happening. And that's the ultimate fairness, really, is that, is that if you're free to 
choose the way you want to run your business. And if the way you choose to run it runs it into the ground and somebody else can capitalize on what people really want, then yeah. that's fair. Yeah. The problem, the, the problem is though, that if, they've been funded and subsidized by the mm -hmm. governments. So yeah, yeah, that, so yeah. that so makes it unfair and it's a monopoly already. So there's already, and they also, you, you can't, there's no fair, you can't catch up to that. Yeah. And they also get the, there's some kind of legal protections they get as being a platform rather than a publisher. Yeah. And so when then they go in and start policing content, they're actually a publisher and they should be, you know, but, but they wanted the legal protections of being a platform. In other words, we're not responsible for the content on our sites. We're just a platform. Right. But as soon as you start controlling the content on your site, then you become a publisher and they, and then all the legal apply, should, you know, all the legal things for that should apply. In other words, anything that's on their site should be able to be attacked as it's theirs instead of them saying, Oh, we didn't put that there. That's not our stuff, you know, yeah. which is how they've been able to work it now. So now they're actually playing the publisher game by controlling what goes out over their sites, but legally pretending to be a platform, which is the problem. I think that's one of the problems. That's one. That's because they want to get regulated. Yeah, it I, could be that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's so. that's. The, I do. That's the way. That's the way you ultimately end up on top forever. Yeah. Is that you? Once you're, you're, you know, a big major corporation that runs a very large part of your industry, and then government gets involved, you've got enough money to pay for lobbyists to get the types of rules in place that will prevent newcomers from getting as big as you yeah. are, and then right. you're set. Corporate. So it is dangerous. Forever. What's that? But is corporate that, missionary. But is that worth if they follow if if they follow the U.S. Constitution on free speech and stuff? Isn't that is that worth it for for us as a society? Depends how there, fucking there broad the hate speech there, definition there, gets, shorty. Yeah, there baldy. Is, there isn't a there, there is no hate speech in that. That's the point. Isn't there? If you have red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Canada. You better watch it. <laughs> Is there no hate speech in the He's USA? Yet? A red shirt. I gotta get away with it. <laughs> oh no, they they talk about hate speech and hate crimes here all the time. So and is I'm, hate I'm speech fair. a thing though? Yeah, yeah, they talk about. It. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen no. no okay, I, I haven't seen so. that, but people have been destroyed, you know, socially. Yeah. yeah. For it. Yeah. But so far, there's no legal recourse to. But they they seem to be pushing towards it for sure. Here, you can get charged for saying shit. For saying right, hateful like shit, on top of saying other shit. Like you can't deny the Holocaust. Yeah, but right. how come? But how come calling somebody a Nazi that's not a Nazi can't? How come that doesn't fall under that category? That's what I don't understand. That well, that's kind of what Russ was saying. Is it pretty hateful? Yeah, they 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 use the rules when it when it advances their agenda. Right. No, but I I think it doesn't. It doesn't. It barely doesn't meet the real hate speech rule that because I don't think a Nazi is a protected class. So you're hateful okay. against a, a, a you know. A class that, well, that but is, if they're not, or, you should be hateful. If they're, if they're not a Nazi, hateful to, then it's not hate speech. It's just wrong speech. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's wrong think and wrong speech and hate speech. Right? It's too confusing. <laughs> That's a good point. Though. Well, the trick you know, is the trick <laughs> is not to fall into the trap of saying, "Hey, if I can't say this, you shouldn't be able to say that," because then that just becomes you just fucking bury yourself. Well, that's what that's, that's why right. it opens up to 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 trolling, right? Like if if we have people on our on our in our YouTube chats or somebody that's different. The YouTube chats aren't free speech. <laughs> that's like the Grimerica chat. There's other there's other other forms, right? I where decide. people can if you people do can come up in. Shit, you're blocked. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> but I think I think Graham's point is 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 pertinent. Like you were saying this earlier, that uh, that like making all these 
certain things or ways, or ways of thinking or ways of talking or, or whatever uh, be wrong socially opens people up to trolling attacks by because people can make it appear like Ex they're that way when they're not. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's a good way to articulate. Or they can yeah. even edit or even, shit or even accuse you for something that you're not. And then you and then all that by the time the backlash is over, it's too late. Graham's especially right. concerned because there's a couple questionable statements in the back catalog. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for it. Like in a couple years from now, when, when, you're, when you're shit really takes off, me, you're, you're going to just like, bam, fucking abos, eh, motherfucker? <laughs> Lawsuit. There's a couple things. I could pull a few out. Oh, boy. Yeah. If you get me for abo, then go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't even care at that I'll point. just say, I'm an Indian. I said he could say it. <laughs> I wasn't talking about I was talking about Australians don't dig yourself a deeper hole <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving yeah see this is this is the key is that it starts making everybody um, not want to say anything right. in case they say the wrong thing and that's the real danger yeah when you start you tiptoeing around everything yeah we, we called this political correctness you know 15 years ago 20 years ago um, and now it's turned into all of these other catchphrases or whatever, but that's what basically what it, what it is. You See, know, it's weird it's because I want people to worry about what they're going to say, but I want them to do it because of it's the wrong fucking thing to say, not it's because mean. it's the law. Yes. Because it's mean. Yeah, exactly. For lack yeah. of a better word, because it's mean, you shouldn't be fucking mean to people. Period. But if you are, yeah, but if you are mean, you, you, you pay like a personal price. If somebody will make you pay that price. Yeah. yeah but people, people don't want to talk light to you. on that, but if you push it underground, write. then it's going to fester and people are going to get worse and they're going to get That's more right. attention. And then more people are going to go underground and you're feeding the whole, the whole hate culture by censoring yeah. it. it they, it's not making any sense at all. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. I think censorship is never good. And to me, you know, like a, a quick sort of pithy answer to it is the, the, the best answer to speech you don't like is more speech, not censorship. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like, speech, I've heard that, I feel like I've heard that so much and we're kind of beating a dead horse, but it is because of the relevance of the last two days and what's really come to light that we all knew was happening anyways, but it's reaching a whole other level of, of. Right. And so when you back out and look at the big picture, what is the relevance of what's happened in the past couple of days? It's about power. All, all of this PC, political correctness, hate speech, this, hate speech, that, being able to sort of charge people for very nebulous things that you can't define so that you can define them at any given time is about power. Whichever side is doing it, it always is. So that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Very Texan. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from uh, free speech and censorship, as fun as that is to talk about, how you guys been? How's farm life? I talked to Kyle the other uh, day. Yeah. He was training vines. Sounded yep. lovely. Driving tractors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's it's getting hot. You know, this is not my favorite time of year. To be um, a farmer. Yeah. Th it's beautiful, but uh, it's really hot out. So thank God we have uh, air-conditioned cabs and our, our machines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that. Internet? Do they connect to the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no. There are tractors that will connect yeah. to GPS and internet, though, and you don't even have to drive it. It just yeah. does everything for you, and you can like sit there and you know, play with your yeah. phone while it's driving around. Nah, we're we're uh, what they call craft agriculture, so it's kind of small, small yeah. time. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, Darren called us big ag, though. I love that, buddy. <laughs> I, I was like one of my favorite things that happened. You're like, oh, we got big ag in the house. Yeah. Yes. 
Big gag pushing the glyphosate. Shilling for glyphosate. Yeah. We, we won't get into that. We don't want. Yeah, we, we won't throw you under that bus today. Uh, we'll save that for next week, or next show, next show. But uh, yeah, contact at the cabin. Did you guys have fun? Was it worth the trip? Oh man, oh, man. it was. It was awesome. Yeah, loved that, it. It was a. It was a life changing, amazing thing. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys uh, putting that on and taking us in like family. Yep. It was, you know, uh, it was phenomenal. Can't wait to do the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were going to talk about that tonight, I think, right? What do you think yeah. we should do? I'm down to talk about it. Yeah. All right. We're planning. Well, I've but, already, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think we're going to open up ticket sales pretty quick, right? In the next, oh, yeah. Yeah. The next couple days. And yep. uh, so this episode will come out. I mean, there's some people listening live right now. But, uh, oh, shit, I didn't start the radio station, motherfucker. <laughs> Slacking on the job. Um, there's some people listening live now. <laughs> I just interrupted some previously recorded program. Uh, we do get to sort that out one day. But anyway, um, we're going to start selling tickets right away. Uh, we've already got a bunch of people on the wait list. And we've got a couple, um, some some talent up procured and we've got we've got a plan uh yeah. so oh cac 2020 will be april 16th to 19th 2020 uh it's gonna be in i think it's called duck creek the venue will be in duck creek which is nicely nestled in between bryce and zion canyons uh, it'll be a Thursday through Sunday affair. And I mean, I'm going to get the, we're working on, we got contact at the cabin.com rocking. Uh, George, shout out to George, friend of the show, George, we love you. Uh, he was nice enough to set up everything on the back end so that we're ready to set that up. So within the next week, we'll have the site set up. But for now, I'm just going to uh, start taking emails from, um, interested parties and then uh we can do everything over email for now until we get the site up and running because the site is i mean the site's for this event but it's also for future events we want to keep doing these uh the reason we're starting this one right away is so that you know uh we have time to we can stay in front of them so that we can we want to get to the point where we can do more than one in a year and uh we need to be out in front of it enough to and make them smaller, probably, right? So that we can, yeah, so make that them, we can do more than one different type. At least for, more often. Yeah, at yeah, least yeah, for yeah. now, anyway, right? That's uh, smaller for now, because that's just what we know what to do. I mean, the other one was great. It turned out fantastic. There was several near heart attacks, uh, just because <laughs> it was, I mean, it was like jumping off a cliff at certain points. Um, yeah. So this one, I mean, we're a little better prepared for this one. We learned some lessons along the way. Um and it's a little shorter, so that's a little less thing. The problem with it being a little shorter, of course, is that instead of having 100 people come through, it's uh, probably going like to be closer to 30 or 35 by the looks of it. We might be able to get that number up to maybe 40. Um, so this one here, like I say, it's going to be in Duck Creek, or I believe that's what it's called. I might be wrong. Don't quote me. It's halfway between Bryce and Zion Canyon. We have a nice big place there. I'm talking to the folks already. So the high desert, Utah, right? High Desert, Utah, and we're going there. Of course, we're going stargazing with our friend David Matheson. We're going to do some star mythology by day, 
uh, go out. We're going to have the vans. We're going to get three vans. We're going to take the vans out um, after dinner, head out to Bryce Canyon one night. Dave's picked out some great stargazing spots. We're going to go to a couple spots. Uh, Bryce Canyon is supposed to be one of the best places in the world uh, for sky watching. So we're going to head there, and Dave's going to point out a bunch of the constellations to us and tell us some of the different myths behind them from the different cultures over the time and, uh, you know, how he thinks the Bible and some of these other things are all all tie into the stars. So that's going to be fantastic. So we're going to do one night in Bryce Canyon and another night in Zion Canyon. And uh, I don't know what we'll do the other night. We'll have to come up with something. We'll leave that open for now. Oh, for moving for nights? Future we're awesome. Night. What? We're moving for different nights and different spots? Well, we're halfway in between them. Right? <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to get three oh, guys. Oh, I switch, man. So this one, uh, I mean, the pricing's kind of similar to last time. It's a little cheaper. The entry level's a little cheaper. You can get in the door for around 400 bucks. Um, the beauty of this time is it's not in the middle of nowhere. So part of the problem with Pagosa is you either had to fly to Denver and rent a car and drive six hours or we had to fly into Durango, which wasn't super cheap. So this time we're doing it, I think we're about three hours or two and a half hours from Vegas, which I'm pretty sure is one of the cheaper places in the U.S. to fly to. So we're going to head there. Uh, we're going to get some vans. Us and the Snake Bros are going to get some vans. So all you really got to do is get yourself to Vegas. And we're going to do a couple different departure times from Vegas Airport on the Thursday. And we'll take it from Vegas to the venue. We're going to add dinner this time uh, so that we can just stay together and it's a little easier because we're doing stuff in the evening. We don't want everyone going out for dinner. So this time we're going to give you a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We'll have some snacks around. I mean, you might want to bring a few things just so you have your own personal stuff, but we're basically going to provide the food this time, all your meals, uh, transportation to and from Las Vegas Airport, uh, your lodging for the three nights, David Matheson, goodness, and, of course, uh, uh, Brandon Powell. We talked to Brandon again, and he's on board. He's going to come out. Uh, the difference is this time, instead of just doing the 45 minutes of breath work in the morning, we're going to do the full immersive Wim Hof training. So we're going to do the uh, the yeah. full thing. We're going to get the a couple. Cold plunge. Uh, we're going to get a couple of pools out there with some ice baths. We're going to do cold plunging. And we're going to do probably, and if we get it, we'll probably do two groups. So we'll do one group one day and one group the next day. Uh, and, and we're going to do the full four to six hour course and, uh, you know, we'll do it, you know, 10 to, we'll do it at some point. I mean, I, we don't have the itinerary yet exactly figured out. We just know what we're doing. Star miss with Matheson, sky watching with Matheson, high desert, Utah, cool. Uh, and full Wim Hof training. We can summon some UFOs too. We'll throw some oh yeah. C5 there'll be, there. oh, oh, yeah. so that's what we'll do on that extra night. We'll do a C5. That's perfect night. place to summon UFOs. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we're also, and I was talking to Dave, we're also going to do optional morning trips. So at the last one, we had Chimney Rock signups. Well, this time we're going to have like the 4 a.m. Um, morning constellation signup. <laughs> so it's Dave, like... Dave wants to do like... Yeah, Dave's going to do... So we're going to go out at night and then, you know, people that want to go out from 4 to 6 or something like that. We probably won't go all the way to the canyon for that. We'll just kind of head far enough to where we can see and he'll show us, you know, because it's totally different constellations in the morning with the rising sun and yeah. different stuff like Maybe that. Get any sleep. <laughs> is he gonna be, I mean, is that's the beauty of it only sleep. being a weekend instead of 10 days, right? At least he can yeah. sleep when he gets home. <laughs> and uh, he can sleep through the Wim Hof training. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I've been in the Grand America chats. I just want to say to those you gamblers in there, 
don't disappear in Vegas when we're supposed to pick you up. You guys know <laughs> yeah. who you are. Don't vanish in Vegas. You can vanish in Vegas after. Exactly, yeah, don't leave exactly. the airport because we're not going to be looking to wait for people. That's for sure. If I go in looking, I ain't coming back either. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The van's gone. Graham's gone. Events canceled. <laughs> that's right. Snake Bros are gone. Chat. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping to secure the uh, the same cooks. So I, I've got a soft of commitment from them. So it's looking like a grand, uh, quite the uh, grand adventure. I will say this: uh, I've got uh, the last time I checked, I had thirteen or fourteen people on the wait list. Uh, in the right. last three days. So I mentioned it in the chats and I mentioned it on on the social media, one of the social medias, Twitter. And I've already got 13 people in trying to buy tickets. That's so, already almost half sold out, man. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's kind of my point is it's not going to take long. Um, so for, for now, just email me directly. We're going to get the website going eventually, but for now, just email me directly, Darren at GrandAmerica.com. Do not send any money to the Grand America PayPal for CAC. Do send money to the Grand America PayPal to support the show because it's awesome <laughs> and it helps and it helps right. us grow. And like we were talking about earlier, we're going to go to two shows a week for the month of July and try that out for a while because people seem to like more content. So we'll try two shows a week for, for the month of July and we'll see how that goes. And if, uh, if, if our added value is met with some added value, then we'll uh, continue to do two shows a week. I think that's a, that's a pretty good offer. Because, I mean, okay, let's be so honest, that, two shows a week is twice as much work and twice as much well, time. We've got to be careful about that commitment. I mean, maybe we do. No, I just two, committed. You, 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 <laughs> he's got these fucking harebrained ideas and he just fucking whips what? them out. What? How dare you? <laughs> I do have harebrained ideas. They know that already. Hey, hey, man. I'm always so trying to, like, reel them in a little bit. Like, okay, no more initiatives. Wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, always wait, just wait, pushing them. <laughs> Maybe up. maybe like two two or three weeks a month, maybe we do that. Two shows a week. <laughs> okay, we should get a commitment if we get a hundred new supporters. That'll never happen. So, so we won't be committed to anything. Patreon guys, yeah, yeah, maybe. If we get the Patreon, we got count. some great episodes coming out. If we the get the Patreon, the are fantastic. If we get the Patreon up to two hundred by the end of July, we'll keep doing two shows a week forever. Uh, it sounds like a. Fair deal. Take it. Jesus. Just commit it to you. Graham just wants to punch <laughs> you. Right I'm the one that spends fucking hours reading books and researching every week. He just oh, fucking yeah. makes sure the YouTube hey, stream is running. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes yeah. not even that. He doesn't even put the radio button, radio station button. Are you going to edit the hey. Are you editing this show and uploading it to Libsyn, I guess? No, it's a lot of prep work, though. Like, you got to be ca careful what you're doing. Graham, I totally feel you, bro. Kyle does the same thing to me. Like, I, I do a ton of research for this show, and he's like, bro, come on, let's get in the studio. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you know? Just go like, for it. Slow down. <laughs> he's like, come on, man, it's easy. I just go in there, and it's awesome. I'm like, yeah. We were talking about that a little bit. We wanted to hear each other's process. So how do you guys How do you guys do it? You guys do a very organized. We were asking you if you have, like, an outline. Do you think meeting in Vegas is a problem? It might be. <laughs> Still not done. It's just... <laughs> well, Bill just texted me, and he's like, Vegas is going to be a problem, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. They know well, who they gotta, are. Well, I gotta, mean, I don't give do a fuck because look, man. I'm not interested. I'm like going straight from the airport to the dispensary and getting the fuck out of Nevada. Yeah, so look, if if they go to Vegas and they disappear, they've already paid, and we don't have to deal with them. That's right. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, because Salt Lake City is a way farther drive, and then there's no dispensaries. 
I mean, we got people from coming from Colorado and Cali, but I want to hit the dispensary. It's a thing. <laughs> the thing of mine. <laughs> yeah. When you go. So anyway. Don't disappear into the yeah, don't disappear so into the dispensary. So we're gonna keep it in Vegas. Don't fucking disappear. <laughs> Graham. Graham will be good. Just don't send me looking for people. I'm yeah. telling you. Who's going looking for I'll people? I'll end up at fucking Crazy yeah. Horse Three or something all like right. that. You know, I'm not a I'm not a gambler at all. So, so Russ is the go looking for people guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, throw me a little dice. <laughs> he has been known to throw a little. We got to pick up Kyle play. shooting dice down on the strip with his shirt <laughs> off. Yeah. Freaking throwing. Ca- Shit, yeah, man! Right. With my shirt back, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Could, could totally happen. <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to your show. Actually, the first the first show I listened to was in your your cave thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, how is these guys' audio so bad?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was in the cave because we had terrible internet connection here until yesterday, which we got yeah. we just got it yesterday. So good whenever we need a good internet connection, we went to the cave, and it sounded like a cave. So sorry about that. Is it a Quonset? <laughs> it's actually a really nice building. Yeah, really. It's, just, it's on the yeah, it's on the ranch that we work on yeah it's a guest house huge 25 foot high ceiling and floor and and, yeah oh so you can't even hang sheets around you have to like make a fort right (laughs) yeah Yeah, we'd have to build like a a couch cushion fort to make it sound yeah (laughs) yeah but we won't need that place anymore so yeah we're good to go dialed in internet's great i remember when we first got internet in the garage remember we tried to skype yeah, the, what do you guys call them in Texas? Car that what you guys call it? <laughs> car, car, carport? Carport? <laughs> I stole that from the Simpsons. I but think did you great. say garage? 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 Yeah. garage? call it a garage. Garage? A garage. garage. Yeah. Very French. Garage. Well, I'm Canadian. <laughs> we're, we're right, bi- so we're why bilingual. are you saying garage? <laughs> garage. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think Metallica's album's called The Garage Days? <laughs> Maybe it is. It's the Garage Days, man. All right. <laughs> NASA. <laughs> so what do you guys do? How do you do the how do you do your show? The outline, like you you you're pretty organized for just winging it. Well, nice. we yeah, we it thank you. We we do wing it though. It is uh <laughs> I mean it's totally winged. Yeah. There's no there's I mean, there's some prep work, so I do a lot of prep. Participating on what kind of show? Sometimes we just come down here, sit down, and we start having a conversation about pyramids, and we don't know where the show's going to go. Or both of us have been thinking all week about maybe this topic or that topic, and sometimes we bring it up to each other, like, "Hey, I was thinking about this," you know, bounce ideas off each other. But we've been doing this for over a decade, been like what, twenty years, maybe? Yeah, probably. We've been talking. So, like, I would, you know, for for years, long before we had the podcast, I would I would be up, you know, up in the tower, and I'd read some book. I'd read a, you know. David Hatcher Childress book about pyramids or whatever. And I was like, God, I got to talk to Kyle about this. So I would come down here and uh, I would sort of try to give him a, a synopsis of the book so that we could talk about it because he's not going to read it. Right. He's got other stuff to do. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'd come down here. I'd be like, OK, so here's what the, you know, basically the idea in the book or whatever. And then we start arguing about what was going on in the book. Yeah. Uh, but first I had to tell him what was in it. And so we just still do that with the podcast. So I'll come down here and be like, all right, so here's the deal in the book, blah, blah, blah. And then Kyle's like, yeah, but you're wrong about everything they just said. <laughs> so that's, that's the basic gist of the podcast is like we have these discussions. And really, it's not he doesn't do that. Really, what, what's great about talking to Kyle, first of all, we're, we're brothers. So we've been, you know, we've been talking to each other for our entire lives, for one thing. The other thing, and I always say this, this 
probably isn't technically true, but he's left-handed. And so I'm always surprised. I always think to myself, I'm surprised at where he's coming from when he's looking at a topic. And I always equate that to him being wrong-handed. You know, it's, he's, looking at, he's looking at it with the wrong side of his brain. That's why I'm surprised at where, at where he's coming from, right? Now, that's kind of a joke. But he does have a perspective that I would never think of myself. Like, not even close. I don't even come close to it. So I've always loved bouncing ideas off of him because he, what he comes out with is out of left field, like, literally, right? He's left-handed <laughs> to me. So when we have these conversations, it's so... Uh, it just expands my I, my ability to think about the topic so much because all of his ideas surprise me, and uh, I, I love I, that I so much. I wish I could so, say that. <laughs> it's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, but Kyle, you. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> 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 I forgot what I was going to say now. I, I do a lot of I do a lot of research, but oh, I yeah. I just have my own way of going about it. Like I, you know, I started listening to podcasts. Really, it, I know this sounds like a hipster, but it was like before they were podcasts. <laughs> um, and you could get lectures from colleges, like on physics and, um, you know, anything, history, archaeology, whatever. Uh, for free from the actual university's website. Yeah. And then eventually they started showing like iTunes, like got this like iTunes U and then podcasts thing. And so I was just like yeah. consuming stuff because my job for years was just a machine operator. And so eight hours a day I was inside a machine and I, I discovered that I could listen to audiobooks and completely focus on the audiobook while still being able to focus on the work that I was doing. So I started, you know, I started out with fiction and then, got bored with that i was like man i should learn physics you know i uh, i'm a musician i i have a recording studio i need to know what's going on you know physics so, wise with the, physics yeah, wise yeah with the instruments and stuff and uh once i started going down that rabbit hole uh that's when i feel like we really started having more interesting conversations i think because i would kind of like put everything through this lens the the, the this world that i was building in my head about how the universe works or whatever and then you know he was going off on these human origins topics and so i started doing that through audiobooks and podcasts and whatever and uh yeah just continue the conversation so if he if he gets into some particular topic i will typically start researching it on my own branch off into various aspects of it and then when i'm listening to him tell me about the particular research he's doing i can come at it from these other angles yep. and analyze some of those things so that's that's like the way i handle it but. yeah I, I remember from when the podcast first started like i was i was i remember listening to and i was surprised at how many there were out there for free right away like in 2005 no 2007 i think I think it was 2007 when I started listening or 2006 and and already like anything you want to learn about for free was just there. And it was just yeah. like that. So yeah. I started down that and I had a job for a while where I could just listen to audiobooks and podcasts all day long too. It was fantastic. So I totally get that, that craving to learn stuff. So where'd the name <laughs> yeah. brothers of the serpent come from? 
Well, <laughs> back to your trust. Uh, so there, there's first of all, the serpent is a an ancient symbol of knowledge, right? So you'll see it on the caduceus. The, uh, the uh, we still use that symbol now for uh, health. You see the staff with the snake going around it. That's the caduceus. So the serpent, the serpent there is has always been a, a symbol of knowledge, at least in ancient civilizations. Okay. And so then there's the are these legends uh, about a and I mean Graham Hancock talks about this William Bramley talks about it in his book uh, Gods of Eden that there's this idea that of a of a secret or a monastic brotherhood that whose job it has been throughout the ages to carry forward knowledge through cataclysmic periods or times of turmoil to save it and then reinject it into civilization or reinject it into humanity when the time is right and so. Because of this, and again, this is legend, but because of this brotherhood, this is why we see the explosion of civilization in Mesopotamia out of nowhere. You know, Egypt shows up fully formed practically right at day one. Sumer shows up fully formed right at day one with writing and everything, you know. And I mean, there are, they do have, uh, they do have precursors, but it's, the, the jump is so enormous that it's like, there were this, this group of people, and this brotherhood shows up and it just injects this knowledge into them, and then bam, you have this. Form of civilization. So, I wonder yeah, if that, I wonder if that's that's the same thing Randall was talking about at, at CAC when he was talking about like a thousand years ago when the Chacoan culture created all their structures yeah. and South America and the cathedral building all happened around that same time. Is that something similar? Do you think it's the same thing? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the idea is that there it's that what we're looking at are the fingerprints of this, uh, whatever they are, this, this group that has been, you know, and that may be tens of thousands of years old. If you look at ancient, if you look at, uh, like the pyramid texts, for example, they talk about their civilization, having ties back to the, it goes 30 or 40,000 years ago or even longer, the king's list of Sumer, yeah. Egypt, right? So and one of the names for that brotherhood that's just been given to them sort of is the Brotherhood of the Serpent. You think they're pissed okay. off that you're taking their name? <laughs> well, that's why it's brothers. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Who cares? Brotherhood, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's a play on words of that, of that name, right? Because we're brothers and we've, we love that idea and we're trying to uncover their, you know, the, the, we're actually trying to trace the fingerprints of that, in part, we're trying to trace the fingerprints of that monastic order and what secrets, how do they do this? How do they, how do they carry it across? When do they start, right? Also, we were talking about this the other day, Enki, the ancient Sumerian god, the one, the one that was the brother of Enlil, who was the, the sort of the lord of the sky. Enlil was the one that was like in charge of everything. Enki, his brother, was also known as the serpent. And then you see across the world, like Viracocha is, you know, is a serpentine. Then you have the, the, the feathered serpent, Quetzalcoatl, right? So you, you and these are all uh, civilization gods. Yeah, knowledge bringers. Knowledge bringers. They show up and they just, well, and in, mean, the, in the midst, what? There's also Mother right. Ayahuasca, too. I mean, there's also a very spiritual significance yes. of that, too. I mean, people see the snake. During That's those right. Episodes. Well, I was going to mention that because I've heard of the staff and the snake being uh, described for masculinity and femininity before as well. Yeah, yeah could be. It was a. It was. I mean, that that symbol has been used since at least ancient Egypt. That caduceus. And you guys would be brothers of the feminine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Maybe sisters of the serpent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually have uh, some of our good friends, like 
they'll they'll say that like if we mess something up they're like i'm gonna start calling you guys snake sisters yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah freaking snake sisters messing that stuff up (laughs) i love it that's fantastic so what about you guys let's let's turn the question around how did you guys get started podcasting together why why you know how did that happen we met at work and we were introduced like you guys should talk to each other because you know, you have similar interests. And, ah. then, and then I gave Darren some podcasts to listen to and he just went like <laughs> right down the rabbit hole. He was like, these we're are podcasting awesome. Too. These are amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, and I then, listened to like all of the mysterious universe back catalog in like two months. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, I did the same thing. Fantastic. And yeah. then, and then, and then uh, we went to a conference and met a bunch of really cool people and we kind of... It was, it was almost like CAC in a way because we were talking to all the presenters and just hanging around meeting meeting a bunch of really cool people. And a lot that of was it was the, about ancient mysteries and all that. And, yeah, that was the paradigm. I hung yeah. out with Von yeah. Daniken until like 2 in the morning. Smoked yeah. a joint with Giorgio. <laughs> and then we were like, we should podcast. Because <laughs> I'd be listening to well, the then I, Actually, then I had to gra- drag Graham kicking and screaming into podcasting. Because then I started the website and stuff like that and the Facebook page. I had some personal actually, stuff going on still. Actually, that like, stuff was I don't want to put my name out there. Yeah. That was on like, because the, the website and the YouTube channel and the Facebook page all established on December 21st, 2012. Yeah. Oh, ah, wow. We yeah. were having a tinfoil hat party that night. We had a night. giant tinfoil hat party that night. <laughs> oh, did <laughs> you? Yeah. Nice. And all of our, tons of our friends showed up and everybody made a custom tinfoil hat. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen the tinfoil hats that showed up at that party. Yeah. I mean, people really Ten worked. gallons. That's a yeah. royal idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. GMA, you guys met Archer. At the, he showed up with a Boba Fett tinfoil <laughs> helmet. I mean, it was fantastic. So, Yeah, in retrospect, I think it, it all happened that week because my cousin and his wife had died the week before. And it was just like a huge distraction, I think. I just spent like fucking a week on the computer fucking distracting myself with a bunch of stuff. And then we started the podcast uh, like six months later. But Dar- but the first Grimerica came from Darren winning this poker game and he signed, on the, he was hammered I think <laughs> probably, and he signed Grimerica <laughs> on the table. And that was that was when it was really born, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name. Here we are. Actually, and then, so then it was like, it became a thing. It became like my poker signature. And then it was like my poker stars handle. And then it was my Twitter account. And then we yeah. were starting this podcast. And I was like, okay, so you're not allowed have, to go to Vegas either. Yeah, I already have 500 <laughs> Twitter followers. Why don't we just use America? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we were like, fuck it. We'll just do that. And that's what we did. And in retrospect, it was like a horrible marketing, uh, searchability, all that <laughs> stuff. In retrospect, that didn't really go so well. But on a good note, if you search Grimerica, we like own the first 20 pages. Right. No one else has that name. No one else yeah. has that name. Actually, we're, we're getting up there. The, the thing is, if you just stick with it long enough, you can get through a bad name. Because yeah, it's like, but it's not a bad name because it does have a bit of a play on well, it. Well, does. No, it, it is. Grime. It, it's a pretty know, good name. It, grim. That way. But just <laughs> from like a searching and people finding yeah, it yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, no one's yeah. like. It's not a clear meaning of the show, right? There's yeah. some, we probably should have had like what the show, <clears throat> show means. Like, you know, un, uh, like the, one of our friends, uh, they started up the podcast, Expanded Perspectives. That's very descriptive of what the, you know, what the show is I mean, Mysterious about. Universe, man. There's a reason they got a million listeners. Yeah. And then Red yeah. Pill Junkie did this artwork for us. And uh, oh. at the start of the show, because <clears throat> we had met him at the conference. 
And I looked at it and I thought that I'd seen it before. I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Where'd you get it from? Because I've seen that before. Like I had a, a, a reaction to it. And he's like, I just made it up. A little bit of precog there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, it was really. I remember I was playing baseball when he sent me that. And I looked at it and I was like, because I had asked him and he said no. Really? Yeah, he's like, you know what, Vato, I'm too busy right now. I just, I can't get to it. So, and I was going to get, so I was actually talking to Caleb Hanks to do it. And then I, I got to baseball like three hours later and I came in at the inning break and I checked my phone and RPJ had fucking WhatsApped me the logo. And I was like, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. And I think, did you made one change? Didn't we make one change or something? Or can I? Yeah, I think we added the UFO. Yeah, and then he connected it to the headphones or something. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it was after that when I when I saw it and I I had that reaction. It just seemed like I'd seen that before. Anyways, yeah, fantastic. Now you could get oh, a good America the, clock. You got the ancient uh, Moai heads, man. Yeah, smoking a joint, wearing the headphones. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much captures it anyway. So that's pretty much yeah. our 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 marketing. That's probably people. That's probably since that we can't randomly follow people on Twitter like you used to be able to. That's what giant people, talking heads. Yeah, that's what people used to say. They're like, I, I seen your logo and I had to fucking check it out. Some people don't like the the doobie in there, and it usually take. They don't like my swearing, and they don't like our lazy rambling. So sometimes it takes people three or four tries. That's not uncommon to hear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, well, I remember the first time I listened to you guys, and I was just like, first of all. They're freaking hilarious. But what really attracted me to your show, at the beginning anyway, now it's different, but at the beginning, what really attracted me to your show, and I think a lot of people have said this to you guys, is how you let the guests go on. You don't interrupt them, and you don't seem to have canned questions. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's all, and, it's and, all, and it's all. Also, yeah, yeah. And you do it, like, I listened to Randall on you guys' show, and it was like, you just let him go for like three hours. <laughs> Let him just let him talk, man. Yeah. And Sometimes I was like, try amazing. and like steer it a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, every, Tell us about the moon. <laughs> yeah. Every 45 minutes, Graham would get in like four words and then Randall would go off again. You know? so yeah. It was, it was a fantastic, fantastic thing. But now, of course, I love even more than the, the way you guys do the interviews. I love the banter. I love, I love, especially now that I know you so much, right? We met and we, we hung out. And now I listen to the beginning and I just, I know what's happening when you guys are giving <laughs> each other shit and it's hilarious. <laughs> that just uh, that all kind of came about organically i think really we just sort of made it we got the listeners involved with the emails right away and i think uh with this part of the value for value you, thing man i, I yeah. really think it is there's something about the value for value model that doesn't work if you guys don't support the show by the way support. <laughs> but there's something about that model that that breeds community because uh, that's one thing that we're blessed is we got an amazing community like other podcasters mention it you know, it comes up like, how do you guys end up with this amazing community? You know, I've tried this, I've tried that and it gets weird or this happens or that happens. And I don't know what it is, but it seems like no agendas had that same sort of luck, you know, with that. There seems to be something inherent about the value for value model where you get people stepping up with music and art and this and that. And in all these different right. ways that just breeds this amazing thing. I mean, even the chats, the chats weren't our fucking idea. Someone just made it for us. Oh, wow. And gave us the keys. Uh, Grim, the original one, I can't remember, but when the Google Hangouts filled up, and then I think it was Glitch, Glitch Tech, uh, Adrian, I think, uh, he made the first Discord server, and then he just, like, 
after like a few months, he's like, do you think you can fucking handle not deleting it? And he's like, okay, <laughs> it's yours. And then Jordan came in and made the next one. And then he gave I didn't even take the keys for that one. I gave him to Ryan from Kansas has them because I don't want to deal with Ryan it. from Kansas. Ryan from Kansas. What's up, What's buddy? up, buddy? He runs the chats. <laughs> he does. Does a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool, man. He's also uh, a meme Lord. And, and you know what? <laughs> but I, I Larry King it like usually honestly more. like it's not it that's that's not a, that's that's kind of like some of it you could chalk up to my unpreparedness but it's like <laughs> I would say like 20% of the time as we're dialing the guest up I'm like so what's the shtick <laughs> and and uh, in the beginning honestly is because I had young kids and I was just so busy. I, I honestly just had no time to do any research. And now, honestly, I do it by design. I mean, certain shows I don't, and there's certain subjects that I just. Well, I, you already know. I mean, sometimes. That I just have know. a knowledge base on and stuff like that. But if it's something I'm not, I don't know anything about, then I just, I'm not going to look into it. Because then I feel like, I mean, um, there's a, there's a laziness factor. I'm not going to lie. But at, at the same time, it kind of, it's like that approach that I can ask the questions for like 50% of the audience that has no fucking, has never heard this before either and isn't going to read the book, right? Well, and I'm preparing. So, I mean, it's not like we're both unprepared. So it, yeah. it, it's, it, it does play off each other a little bit where usually I've read or listened to the book or li listened to podcasts or watch YouTube or I do, usually we record Wednesday nights by Friday. I'm figuring out what I need to research all weekend for the next week kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, and sometimes but I'm way like, ahead or whatever, but yeah, I like that idea though, that like one of you knows the topic really well because you've gone through the material and the other one is coming at it from like, uh, you know, just doesn't know it at all. And that way you get both kinds of questions. You get the questions that the person who's delved into the material wants to ask and wants to hear asked. And then you get the questions that the person who doesn't know anything about that material wants to hear asked. Yeah. I think that I, Al and I have talked about that too. Yeah, we, one uh, of us, one we, of us not we automatically do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if they don't have an audio book, I'm screwed. You know, uh, <laughs> Kyle can't actually read. So. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I put That's PDFs. Dope. I put PDFs into the voice reader. Like I go, yeah, I, I copy blogs into the voice reader. I just put whatever content I can into the voice reader and, yeah. and yeah. do it that and, way. And, and because I do that, I can actually get through a lot of material that Russ won't read. Yeah, right. So I've like entire to, ancient texts. Yeah. The funny thing is I think I've listened to like 82 audio books in the last like 15 months, but yeah. none of them were for the show. No, no. Some of them are. Of course they are. They've had, oh, they had helped you and you're on, on the yeah. show. We've had authors on. There. Well, yeah. Cause a lot of times yeah. I'll listen to the book and then I'll start seeking yeah. out the author to have yeah. them on. Yeah. Right. So that Scott Adams show that I just looked at. No, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how yeah. I got turned on to Scott Adams. Yeah. Cause yeah. I read you his book. Uh, how to fail at everything? How and to still fail win. at everything and still win big? And once I listened to that, I was like, I tried for years to get that fucking guy on the show. That's what I'm doing yeah. right now with Brene Brown. I just fucking email them once a month, and they'll get yeah. sick of me eventually. <laughs> They're like, fine. They gave in. Fine, That's I'm what happened show. with Scott Adams. Eventually, finally, he's just like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Yeah, model. we don't. We don't. I don't really do that yeah. either. We're, so one thing that's weird for me is that like I got so used to the, to the ongoing conversation and developing that conversation that like once we, the ongoing conversation of our but, continued podcast. on the podcast. Yeah. That once we started getting 
more guests or more frequent guests. And then we started doing the, the contact with the cabin Zoom calls. And then there was all this stuff going on, like right in that period. Uh, we hadn't had a show where it was just us just talking about stuff. We did, we did like some hardcore like book reports or we d- did like two shows completely dedicated to going all through a book and Four. talking about we did sign in the seal which was two shows and right and we did the giants book which was two shows right and then we had randall and like and then we were doing the zoom stuff and so we it had been it had been over a month since we'd had a regular yeah and i sit down and talk about stuff. i started finding myself like man i've got all these topics stacking up that i was wanting to address that are not entire show topics they're just like little bits and pieces that are a continuation of the conversation we've been having for on the show for three years yeah you know so now I'm forgetting what all those things were because it's just like, <laughs> all right. Uh, but I, th- there's something about that to me. I want to have some shows where it's just us, like processing all of this information. Um, I, that was part of the reason why we started because we were, it, it was almost like a way to organize the information that we're, that we're looking into. So we could probably, I really like that. Yeah. That's fun. We can't do that. No, we can't do that. Fuck. We couldn't, we'd just be, I just, yeah. People get sick of listening to us. We could do a show like that once in a while, but with the intros, I mean, we couldn't get away with just doing two hours of us. People, some people say they want that, but they, they're mistaken. They'd, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I'd rather spend that time interviewing someone. I really would. I mean, it's at that point now where, where I'd really like, you know, I, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy interviewing people. I enjoy the opportunity to pick someone's brain about whatever the fuck, you know, simulation. Yeah. yeah. All right, bud. All right. C Seti Dunlop. <laughs> C Seti ball hockey Dunlop. Aren't you supposed to be playing hockey right now? I am. I'm Are you injured? injured? I'm injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we, we, uh, we're never going to be a guest heavy show. I don't think. Uh, and I think that the, the, the way you guys' podcast work, that's, that's how you do it. That's yeah. what you do. Right? And I do, I do love the ability to get people to come onto the show so that I can talk to them about topics that otherwise, you know, I would never be able to get this person to talk to me. I wouldn't be all like, you know, hey, guy that wrote this book, I just want to call you on the phone and talk to you about your book. That would never happen. But because of the podcast, I can be like, hey, we have a podcast. We'd love to talk to you about it. And he will come on and talk. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah, that's the best part of having a podcast. That's exactly right. So we wanted, so we, we had multiple reasons for starting the podcast, but one of them was to what we, what we called join the conversation, right? A conversation that we felt you guys were having. One, I've been a Grimerica fan for years and years. So I, I was like, these guys are doing it. You know, man, if they're doing it, we can, come on, look at those guys. Yeah, look at these fucks. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I actually use y'all's show as a, as a resource for my own research, right? Like I, if there's a guest that y'all had on that is, a, you know, or knows a lot about a particular topic that I'm going, I just pull that show, listen to that. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, have my own thoughts and ideas about it that I might use on our show. Yeah. So it's great. It's great that it's out there. Sure. And I was going to say, uh, that reminded me, uh, back to the, the brothers of the serpent thing where these guys are injecting, information or knowledge into Brotherhood. humanity brotherhood, brotherhood of the serpent, of the serpent. yeah um sounds like a fuck that guy cult. yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it that is. guy alan green who did the injected on, 
yeah. the guy Alan Green that y'all had on who talked about Shakespeare. Did Shakespeare you watch? Did you watch the video? Post. Yeah, I didn't watch the video. I listened. I actually, when I I started, I can't remember what the most recent one number was, but I started it and found out that y'all had interviewed him before. So I went back, and that was episode two hundred nine, the first time you interviewed him, and it wasn't there wasn't video. So he explains everything i listened to that and then i went back and listened to the new one but what i learned there blew my mind but that guy shakespeare i think was doing that same thing he was he was encoding all of this knowledge or information into his plays i mean he has his plays are about you know Ancient civilizations there it, it's mythology it's it's got gods and goddesses and all of the you yeah. know mythology of all this stuff in there um and he's rewriting it and encoding that esoteric information into what at that time was modern day life or something something that modern people would latch on to and want to tell the story again you see this happen over and over with with you know esoterica it's like christianity for example the bible has all this esoteric information in it. And the story is told in such a way that people of the time want to repeat the story and pass it on. Right? So, all, so all, yeah, so many le legends and myths. Yeah. So the, so the, the hidden information gets continued on by people who don't, aren't even aware that it's there. And so that it can be picked out later by somebody who maybe is initiated or what have you. So Shakespeare was basically doing the same thing. He was just doing it again. And now look at what's happening. Like he's the greatest literary, you know, writer of all time. And his stories are being told over and over and over and over in so many different mediums. And the the esoteric information is embedded within. And there might be part so of that might be part of the metaphysical reason. I mean, uh, hiding that symbolism in there might actually be powerful. Yeah, I think so. I'm bugging out and do a cack with us. Oh man, I hope fantastic. he does. Oh, I'm working on it already. He's. I've got a soft agreement. Yay! Uh, Alan seems Dude. like a ton of fun too. I gotta tell you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, he seems like he'd be a hoot. He really does. Something about yeah, the guy. He I seems agree. like I'd have a blast to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But that's that to me is that's. I don't know that idea, of of being able to and esoteric information into some modern story it, i really like that. i want to be able to do that you know what i'm saying i want to learn how to do it because i think you know you guys talk about you've had some people on your show that talk about magic or whatever i think that that may be there may be something to that yep where you can tell this multi-layered story um i don't know how how else to describe it? But there, it does something to the psyche. Like you have this certain set of rules that you have to put into a story to make it, you know, just well, make like it an archetypical fucking something or other, you know, like the right. uh, yeah. matrix yeah. and stuff like that, where it's, yeah, it, it like grabs yeah. you at your deepest soul because it's in your DNA. That's right. Yeah. And there's, there's a word, you know, for this in the music industry and they call it catchy, right? Oh, that song's catchy. It could be a hit. Well, what is it about that song that makes it catchy, right? You're now combining music and lyrics, well, but they, there's something they there. To, and they I, force it on the radio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I have this idea too. I'm like, I'm like, you know, my, the drummer in our band is like, oh yeah, you know, we got to make something catchy or whatever. And I'm Was like, 
you can't do that. It just it's they dump a bunch of money on it and then people just eat it up. Yeah. But I learned from from looking into this this type of stuff that that's not necessarily true. There are ways, there, there are, are methods there to are make catches in the these stories. Yeah. So catch on. Wait, how did Alan Green fit in with the monkeys again? Because he, he was the musical director for the monkeys. Right. And uh, basically toured all over with them. And, and because those guys. Tunes. Yeah, exactly. They were getting, you know, they had the writers from all over, these awesome writers sending in songs. And, the, and, and then he would get with the band shape is what he said. You know, I wonder if he's a mason. Um, maybe I'm uh, for some reason I'm thinking that he might not be just because of, of the way he discovered all that stuff. But maybe <clears throat> you should read uh, being a musician and all. We just had Marshall Lefferts on his fantastic interview on his new book Cosmometry, and he's he's got the the sacred geometry of the cosmos and and music and the unified physics model from Heck from yes. the Res from the Resonance Foundation, and it's 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 mind blowing. It's all connected. What episode is that? Uh, it hasn't come out yet. It might be on, <laughs> oh, it's on the YouTube. On. <laughs> it's on the YouTubes. Hey, did you ever see the Gilligan's Island where they found like the Shakespeare book and then they were all like reenacting the place? No. And when no, I do, your problem is clear. No? All right. Moving on. Never saw that. You guys were on Gilligan's Island, guys? No? No, we actually did watch quite a bit of Gilligan's Only Island. Only when we went to Florida. Yeah, we used cause... to go down to the beach, and then we had TV, and then we could watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh. where we grew up, we didn't have Gilligan's Island on <laughs> yeah. TV, because we didn't have any TV. It's probably a good thing. That's probably why you guys are brothers of the serpent. If you would have been brainwashed <laughs> probably... as kids, then you wouldn't be where you are. You would have we been. Were, we were actually... You were homeschooled and no TV. We had local channels. That yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah. Like four channels. Or something. You guys would have been the, the Ed Hardy brothers or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. If you had TV. How old are you guys? I'm 37. He's not old. I'm not old. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I'm 40. You would have been saved by the bell. Zach Morris. Yeah, saw it. Heard of it. But never um, watched it. I watched a lot of Saved by the Bell. I'm not going to lie. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is another that one. Too. Yeah. Big time. But uh, now I don't watch any of that. Yeah, that was, that was actually, I did see that show a few times when I was growing up. And that was my only impression of what public school was like. And then I ended up going to public school for three years, you know, from my sophomore to senior year in high school. And so I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> You were homeschooled the, the rest of the time? Yeah, all the way up until sophomore year in high school. Nice. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I, I was a big Gilligan's Island guy. We had 13 channels when I was a kid, and then uh, eventually that went to 18 channels, and then and then it got crazy. And then I spent a, <laughs> I lo think, a lot uh, of time uh, watching had, TV. Yeah, we had uh, three, but two of them were too fuzzy to watch. <laughs> that's basically what we had. I feel like that's probably better, you know? I don't think watching tons of TV was good for me at those days. Or I got into the video games too, and especially like uh, around high school, a lot of video games. Yeah, I still play a lot of video games. Mario Kart. I'm pretty good at Mario Kart or GoldenEye. Excellent yeah, at I GoldenEye. Remember, yeah. Slappers only, buddy. 
I will fuck you up at Goldeneye, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can get it going. There's people in the chat singing Gilgan's Island now. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I, I've uh, I really enjoyed the chats. We just joined. And You're in. I've You're been, addicted. Yeah, I've, I've been in for about a I week. I can see it. I've been having a Oh, yeah, yeah I've been having Ryan class. from Kansas. Addicted? Every time, addicted. addicted. <laughs> Yeah. Addicted? Yeah, yeah sorry. Addicted. I stumbled on my words, Nassau. <laughs> um, yeah, Russell, you're all in. I like that. Yeah. I like when someone yeah, just plows I, into the chats like that. Yeah, I'm already level 14. Are you? It's Holy math. fuck, you're yeah. going to catch up to me. <laughs> yeah. Truffaut and Ryan are like level 300, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I saw Ryan just made 51, actually. That's pretty high. Yeah, I told you. Uh, yeah. I like right when I got in, I was like, "Oh, cool," and then typically that lasts for a couple of days, and then I bail. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll go Kyle check has family in. And, yeah. yeah. But I tell him everything I see in there, so he yeah. still gets it. It's the same thing he's, with the he's books. He's my he's my news feed over yeah, there. Yeah, I come down. I'm like, dude, you should see what's going on in the chat. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you are Facebook. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. uh Darren, I've heard you talk about uh, pyramids. You you give Graham stuff. You're like, yeah, you go look for UFOs. I'm going to go to pyramids. Yeah, so I'm down. Up. I'd want to go to the pyramids for sure. I think we but should I, head over. No, I've been to the ones, I've then? been to the Mexican ones. Okay, you've been to Teotihuacan. I've been to no. no. Is that, Tulum, Tulum, Is that in right? Mexico? That... Yeah, yeah, oh. Mexico City. That's the one right next to Red Pill. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I, I meant to go. I still mean to go to that one. I've been to Tulum and uh, Chichen Itza. Ah, okay. Or Chichen Itza. Not on any equinoxes or anything like that. But uh, I would like to go to Egypt for sure. I mean, I want to yeah. go in the King's Chamber. That's what I want to do. When we were buddies with John Ward and those guys, he said he was going to get us in, but, you know, we don't really talk to them too much anymore. But... I mean, I'd I'd like to keep fall into something where we can go in the king's chamber without anyone, uh, too many people, you know. Yeah, I want to yeah, sit in that sarcophagus. It's not yeah, sarcophagus. but I'm just I'm, what I'm asking though is what I'm asking though is like, do you have a, a kind of a deep interest in, in ancient civilization? Oh yeah, yeah, man, I do. Yeah, like that's like the whole that, that was ancient the aliens and everything. That's like, kind of what yeah. got me into the whole why we started okay. the show and everything else was, you know, the, all of it, you know, the pyramids. I think that all the history is fake, you know, I don't yeah. even think it's like, uh, at this point, I don't even think it's misconstrued. I think it's fake. So you like, know? so after six years of this, talking about this, is it, does your view it's on, on that kind of stuff it's change? All fake. Whereas before you didn't think so or? No. Yeah. Before I probably didn't think so. Well, I probably wondered what was going on before. I was more probably naive about it, thinking that it was, you know, we were just figuring it out. And when trying we, to figure yeah, it that's, out. That's yeah, that's the way I was. I was like, eh, people have gotten it figured out. Yeah, now I think it's all, you know, now I think that it's actively, they've actively been faking our history and actively been faking the news for, for since the beginning of time. I don't think there's ever been a good old days of the U.S. or the, the Western media. I don't think there's ever right. been a good old days of the Western media. I think for the last 100 or 200 years, it's all been propaganda. It's all been yeah. slanted I'd, and it's all been. Yeah. And I'd say even more so. You, the farther back you go, the more authoritarian monarchical governments get. And I can't imagine that the propaganda was less. 
Yeah. You know? So it's been fake news since the beginning of time. But I think we should start <laughs> coring holes in what that if fucking you had a good pyramid. King? Like, honestly, I think we should start bla- knocking some holes in the pyramid and seeing if there's some shit we can find. What yeah. do you think? You know, at least one of them. There's three. Yeah. Let's start there's taking one pyramid, apart yeah. brick by brick. <laughs> yeah. I really think that Scan Pyramids project found something, and they just have just completely dropped that idea. Yeah. You know? The whole the Scan Pyramids project that found the, what they call the big void. The so there's hot like, spot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, well, there's the extra chambers or open spots or whatever in the pyramid, in the Great Pyramid above the, uh, the Grand Gallery, and, and it's just like, where did that go? Where has it gone? You know? Well, whatever happened with Von Daniken's robots, he sent up the air tubes, and they were going to open the door, and then it came to another door, and then... Yeah. Yeah, we, we did... Gantam Brink, yeah. Yeah, Gantam Brink. We did deep dives into that whole topic, and he actually... What's, it's, what's really strange about that, you know, you talking about how it's fake, how, how the story is fake, when you actually go and look at Gantam Brink's information about crawling that robot up those different... Because there's four different shafts, and when you look at that information... The most interesting stuff is not the thing he found at the very end, the door, the quote-unquote door. He actually found a lot of evidence that's just that, that's something an engineer can recognize because it's structural yeah. in the air shafts or in the shafts, whatever. He's recognizing structural features in the shafts that is showing that is really good evidence that there are other chambers, other static forces happening in the pyramid around the area where the air shaft was at that particular place, and there's no known chamber in that spot, right? So the media focuses on this quote-unquote door at the end, which is actually not the best evidence of another chamber. It's evidence of something weird, but we don't know what it is. But there's a lot of good evidence static in terms of static structure in those shafts that points to unknown voids inside that pyramid, and they just completely ignored it. You know, so. We got someone in the chats that said the French-China team isn't allowed to drill a hole into the void and see what's in there because Zawi de Hawass doesn't believe in radar. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get them some hookers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Why does he need to? <laughs> that was a great story. I mean, that, yeah. Who is that? Von Daniken told us. I thought that. he was out. Sahi Hawass is still influential. He doesn't yeah. run the extreme, you know, what is it called? The uh, Supreme Council of Antiquities. Yeah. Of Antiquities. Yeah. He doesn't run it anymore, but he's still very influential. I should be in prison, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, just naming an antiquities de- department Supreme Council is pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the Supreme Council Supreme of Antiquities. Council of Antiquities. Yeah. So where would you guys go if you could go to an ancient site anywhere in the world then? And, like, where would you want to do your own sort of research or, oh. or go, you know? Like, would it be Giza, Giza Plateau or somewhere else? Or would it yeah, depend? Or, or would that's it depend completely on, unfair. Well, unfair. <laughs> should be like, it's should probably be like right away. Yeah, I go to. I'm going to Rapa <laughs> I, I think Nui. I'd go to Giza Plateau first. Yeah, yeah. I'd go to I Rapa Nui it be, if it was a dream yeah. trip because Egypt is cheap enough to go to. I think on your own, but Easter Island is not right. Holy fuck, dude! Expensive as hell. Oh man, you it it's a it's like three days. Right. Three Actually, days good- to get there from the city. Like when I when I looked at it, the cheapest f- I could find was like almost four thousand dollars a person. Wow. And then I don't even know if there's any place to stay when you get there. Yeah. 
Well, another, another caveat would be like, is this a, is this, this trip that you're saying, Graham, it's like, I could go anywhere in the world. Can I do anything I want when I get there? In other words, can I go into any yeah, building? Let's say, yeah, and, let's be mine as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because like secret there are passage, it, like secret, yeah. you get, you get passage into whatever you want. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would have to think about that because like, for Wait, instance, what the, a secret passage into whatever you want, even if it theoretically doesn't exist yet. No, no come on, man. <laughs> Well, no, I meant, I no, meant like passage no, through, like in, like so a you can just walk through ticket. a wall and he's in the no, boy. No no, 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 I don't mean like that. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, like if there are secret passages, I can go in them, even though they're normally yeah, blocked exactly, off, exactly. not allowed. Yeah, you can't just right. pass wall. So, like one thing I would probably do if I could go to any. Do you? Place. Did you drop all your fucking conjunctions? That's a spell. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pass wall. It's yeah. a spell. How can be? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the pyramids in China, because those are actually completely and totally off limits, and no one can go there, no matter how much money you've got. Uh, oh, and they're yeah, all probably, yeah. yeah. And yeah. those are all probably actually, they all probably have interior chambers, and there's a ton of them. So that's probably where I, mean, I would they might go. actually be pristine and haven't had people going because in there no and blasting is, stuff, right, and no one's been looting them for thousands of years. That's probably where that's I would a good go. Point. If I had like, if I could go anywhere, no, no matter what normal barriers are. That's probably what I would do with that trip. Chinese prison. That's what you picked. <laughs> <laughs> well, but with the caveat that I would not go to prison and can do whatever I want. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that would be a good one to go to. Is that what the Chinese are doing? You can't even go near those motherfuckers? They're, well, that whole, the, most of those pyramids are in one of the uh, no-go zones in China. Very few, you know, like... Outsiders are let in to that area. So, so you guys want to know live? what? Where you're gonna go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where would you go? <laughs> well, we didn't hear Kyle either. <laughs> I think Kyle agreed well, with mean, us. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's a good well, point. You agree but with I, me, I, so wait, let's move. I on. really want to go to. I'd love to go to Giza, the Giza Plateau. There's just so much, so much yeah. to see there. So much amazing stuff, and so much has been. Like, there's tunnels all under it that, you, yeah. that you're not allowed to get to. So, I mean, I could have, I mean, especially if the trip could be as long as I wanted it to be. I mean, I'd just be there running around in those tunnels looking for the, you know, getting lost and records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to do some GPR scans on, uh, at the Sphinx site. Yeah. Oh. Didn't they just do that? I don't know. I know, I, I think. Robert Schock had a team that did it uh, a while back, and they found legit voids down there, but they were never allowed to go back and yep. do a, you know, a more precise you guys scan. the chats? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what about you, Graham? Uh, probably yeah, that, that pyramid under the ice in the Antarctica. That's uh, 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 I thought yeah, about yeah. saying that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah He's waiting for you to... to Talk shit. If Gary. that's if that's where he's, if that was there, yeah. The chat, so he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, if it was there, I yeah. didn't. I wasn't listening. Yeah, he wasn't listening. I can tell what he's not listening. <laughs> he gets, Pretty much eighty percent of the time, he gets triggered. <laughs> it's pretty easy. You look like you're paying attention. Like you're just like <laughs> my, my eyes just glaze over. <laughs> no, there's some weird shit going on in the chat. So you, now that he's put this big TV there, I can actually see them. But somebody was talking about Zahi Was. Uh, Taking bone marrow from the little baby skeletons, and he's going to live till he's one fifty nine or something like that. So. <laughs> yep, sounds like the chats. 
I believe the unfinished pyramids aren't unfinished. They were water irrigation systems and used to bring water into the city and help with the rapid drying of the area as it was turning into a desert. That's yeah, I think Ian Gifford. The, there's a big thing they call the unfinished pyramid out there that I've, I've done a lot of research on. and It is a fascinating thing, and I don't think, I think he's right. It was never intended to be a pyramid. Uh, that's that Zayet al Arian, something like that. I don't know how to say the Egyptian words, but uh, it's a huge, huge site. And it's a. That's the one they talked about on the Pyramid Code? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Unfinished Pyramid, but it was never going to be a pyramid. There's no sign of any pyramid around it. It's just actually enormous construction into the ground, like he's talking about stone channels and huge chambers. I agree with that for sure. I still think they were stashing fucking seeds and rebuilding tools for after the cataclysm and those motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, they were definitely stashing scientific knowledge, right? Know, mathematics, uh, yeah. geometry. Symbols. Yeah. They are books in stone. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause they knew so they shit probably... was going to get fucked up. Yeah. Well, right. and the, when, where were those other ones we were just talking about with, uh, Adam Apollo about with the, well, there's a bunch of them. Was that down in South America someplace? Those 90 ton sarcophagi? Yeah, I think that was in Peru, yeah. Oh, uh, are you? There's like 30 of them the, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the Serapium, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Serapium, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, in that's Egypt. In, that's yeah. on, that's yeah. in oh. Serapium. Uh, Oh, is that in Egypt? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did that's say right. I'd love to go there, too. Yeah. Saqqara, that's where John Ward was again. Was Actually, it? Archer did a pretty good uh, presentation on the Serapium on yeah. our show. On the, on the, the yeah, episode 80 called Impossible Ox. <laughs> that's what we call them. Yeah, the they're massive, blocks. massive blocks of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just impossible. Impossible Ox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a you got a seventy ton box and a thirty ton lid on top of it, and they're carved out of this incredibly diff, you know, like dark granite or diorite or base or, or basalt. Uh, and then the precision, like Archer GMA, our friend GMA is a is, a, is an engineer, and he works with precision tooling all the time, just sort of like Christopher Dunn, right? He, yeah. And so he, he went to he did a bunch of research on that, and he came in here and did a fantastic uh, like explanation of how precise these these actual boxes are and how like. It's actually one of the best evidences that there is that there was high technology because you can't can't do it can't do it without high tech. Yeah. Can't the precision is the key. And then of course the next question: yeah, machine is, guided tools. Yeah, basically. CNC machines. You need computer controlled. You know. What about just so. a string line? Chisel. Chisel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need your little stone hammer. And sanding block. You know, just yeah. use the copper wire and you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you just you get a bunch of sleighs pulling on either end. You pull hard, fast. <laughs> get through that basalt. Is it a nine point five? Yeah. yeah. And they're doing it so fast that they they cut two or three inches into the stone below by accident. Yeah. They, they've cut they marks on the stones below because those slaves are really fast with their copper wire. <laughs> slaves of quack quick. <laughs> no. Yeah, they've pretty quick. Otherwise, they get whipped. As long as they're wearing butt flaps. That's right. right. I wonder where the NGC, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't slaves, that's for sure. There's a bunch of people on mushrooms. Ian Gifford seems to think that even the periods themselves are part of a water system. Yeah, there are some interesting theories about that. 
It's possible. I, I don't know what the pyramids were for. I don't, I don't pretend to know, uh, but we definitely discuss a lot of different ideas. And I think that your idea of them being some kind of repository of knowledge and seeds, data, whatever. Is That's possible. not my idea. It seems like a lot of work. Just for the record, I just stole that from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your, your, what you said there, your, what you, the, your opinion. What about uh, uh, shoot, your idea shooting... was that they were a suppository? <laughs> yeah. What about shooting other planets? Do what? Do you give that one any credence that it was the weapon oh, that like, shot Marduk or whatever? Like if you get inside the the stone sarcophagus the Giza in Death the king's Star, chamber and you shoot all, a when fucking, when all the planets up. are aligned, it beams you over to the pyramids on Mars. That's right. When you're when you're in there in the right time, you just get teleported to the pyramids on Mars. Yeah, that's that's obviously really what on. they were built for. Yeah, are there pyramids on Mars? Uh, yeah, the face. I thought the face got debunked. It's, you just yeah, said the history is a, a lie. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> sir. They're like they're, they're like five sided looking uh, geometric. Graham's yeah, yeah. on the ball tonight. Here's the ball. Here's Graham. Dig it in, buddy. <laughs> Next week you won't be. I still will be. I think it was Joseph P. Farrell that said it was for shooting another planet. Hmm. Hmm. So that's where we got the asteroid belt, then, right? That's right. You know, uh, Marduk came rolling in. Yep. Yeah. And well, uh, no, Marduk was part of the thing. Marduk was like the second Earth, and then there was the war, and they used to, they built the Giza as a weapon to blow it up, and then they took it all apart because it was just too too crazy. Yeah. Too powerful. While they were building it, they were like, hey, let's kind of make it like that constellation, and we'll line it up with the river so it looks like, you know, <laughs> like people that build weapons don't, I mean, why would you do that? Well, to make that kind of that's how, that's works. That's how it works. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's got to be lined up with the universe to work right. Yeah. Ah. yeah. It's not a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's an energy weapon. That's, and that's the same technology they used to take down the towers on 9-11. So Ryan's belt is is just like really powerful somehow, and they knew that. Ryan from Kansas? <laughs> Orion. Oh. The Orion's belt. <laughs> the, the, the constellation. Do yeah, you, Ryan, your belt is very powerful, buddy. Do you guys get into conspiracy at all? 9-11? Conspiracy. Yeah, we do, but it's a uh, it's a conspiracy a lot a lot about how history is wrong usually and why yeah. is it wrong and it, does it seem to be wrong on purpose? That's one of the biggest conspiracies we talk about most often. Yeah. What about and long heads? What about like, long heads are running everything? Nine eleven or uh, Oklahoma City. We've talked about nine eleven on our show. We had our we had our dad on here who's done a lot of massive construction so we had him on and we briefly went through what he thought about that the towers and uh because he's built enormous yeah he's put up high-rise buildings yeah, and stuff so and... we asked him about it and so. what do you think that's what i do well he thinks that the 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 actual construction style of the of the towers can't i can't remember what it was called but uh it's a very Mass, not a very good steel solid. beam construction. No, no, yeah. it's, it's the way. So it has that core, and then it has these beams that stick out that yeah. hold all the floors like yeah, pancakes yeah. stacked yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. And that is a very weak he doesn't system. Like it. Yeah. So the, a lot of the buildings that they built, the core wasn't in a core. It was the entire Outside exterior of the and interior of the building were these strong columns. In which case, 
if you take a serious blow to the much smaller like like or the larger verticals in there and you're not going to have like all the floors up here pancaking down but in this particular style of construction that seemed very likely to him given the The damage the end result was he was like there was a lot of weird stuff with the 9-11 things like building seven is very strange and there were a whole bunch of other weird things but he doesn't have a problem he thought that he was like look i think those buildings would have come down like that given what it's, it appears happened to them. Does not require demolition. Right. In other words, that's interesting. Yeah, they wouldn't have like tipped over or like all the steel. What about all the steel beams that just were no longer there when it fell? Like, like you could see. Yeah, well, through, when you get- you can see through the lobby without like if if how many floors was it? One hundred and ten floors or whatever. Yeah. If all that, where did all that steel go? Like it would have piled up like twenty floors or something. Yeah, wouldn't it? Like it doesn't just yeah, dis- it doesn't just pancake and then just disappear. Well, no, there was a there was an enormous basement. I don't know all the answers. Oh, oh yeah, it went uh, into the basement. Yeah, if so, like if you look at the construction, they had to build a coffer dam in yeah, the yeah, you know basically yeah, yeah. right. So a lot of it fell down into there. But now you there, but still, those are all good questions. Yeah, dad's dad's main thing was like, look, the buildings collapsed, and I think that that's what would have happened. Yeah, but there was a whole bunch of other weird stuff surrounding the entire incident, including passports and strange things, and you know, like there's a whole lot of other degree stuff. corkscrew turns into a pentagon <laughs> to the yeah, exact hey. office where they investigating the missing money that Donald Rumsfeld announced the night before. Yeah, yep. Good way to set money on fire is crash a plane into it. <laughs> the naval accounting <laughs> office. <laughs> where they were looking for the $2.3 trillion that oh, yeah. Donald Rumsfeld yeah. announced the day before, then announced that the new war would be a war on waste. Instead, we yeah. ended up with a war on terror. Yep. Yeah. So there's plenty of weird stuff. We just, we just discussed the structural aspects of the buildings themselves. And the glypho shells are pro 9-11. Figures. <laughs> yeah, big ag over here. We're pro nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my ag. thing is yeah. that no matter which way you which way you look at it, it's it was a conspiracy. Yeah, so doesn't matter. It what doesn't surprise me that people think it was a conspiracy because it was. Because it was. No matter how no matter you who happened. conspired to do it, whether you think it, it was terrorists happen. or you think it was a false flag or you think it was aliens, yeah. it's a conspiracy no matter what. I'm not going to decide that I know which one it is. I don't. Yeah. So. That's kind of the way I would I'd like you to decide. Like, <laughs> Darren wants a decision um, now. He's, people he's people are responsible. I didn't need a decision. Yeah, there you go. People are responsible. It was humans. Oh, it's getting hot in here that. now, too. I don't, I don't think it was aliens. Yeah. Probably not aliens. Did you guys check your phone? Graham's trying to text you. He's really He's been trying to get you to check your phone for like a half an hour. Too shy <laughs> oh, no. to say it. I, I like he's, the Joseph. He's Farrell, held his phone uh, up a couple times. I like, I like the Joseph Farrell explanation where it's different layers of conspiracy. You know, yeah, the tower, like the, you know, the there. yeah, different need to know layers. You know, the the towers collapsing is one layer. The planes attacking is another layer. Building yeah. seven and the Pentagon is probably a different layer. That's right. I I, I don't know what happened. Uh, it was all weird for sure. And I think so. One thing we've learned by doing the podcast is we've learned that the, the it's easier for us to explore topics if we don't go into it thinking we know what happened. No. Yeah, yeah. Hey, check it out! I got this. I'll play this while Russ checks his phone. Someone sent me the Gilligan Island Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> I asked to be 
not to be you're gonna get a rogue or as the slave is one there's no way gilligan's island is copyrighted <laughs> and so i asked to be or not to be so here my plea well, I better watch, actually. Who's saying? Who is? Who's that voice? It's Gilligan, but oh, I should Gilligan? watch. We're live streaming, so we could get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lights go out. It's okay. We already talked about censorship, and we said the N word before, so the N A the N A Z I word. N A Z I. N A Z I. Oh, so hey, we're already, hey, we're already done. Get... We're already done. Yeah, we, we don't want anything to do with whatever you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> Brothers and Serpent has no connection with these guys. <laughs> is Graham and his uh, abo buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Graham and the red shirts. <laughs> Fuck this guy. We here, we here at the Brothers and the Serpent podcast do not support hate speech of any kind. They can easily <laughs> cut that out. They do it all the time. <laughs> that's man. right. That's they'll, right. Fake they'll spice no it up problem. so it's like we at the Brothers and Serpent fully support the Guy <laughs> yeah, America show totally. and their hate speech. Yeah. Hate speech fucking oh, rules. Oh. The watcher says it was Bob Denver singing that song. Yeah, that was uh, the actor, exactly. like Gilligan. Oh yeah, then I'm okay. He's dead as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any Gilligan's Islanders left, is there? It's still owned by somebody, buddy. Somebody still owns the rights to that show, and you just you're they're coming after you right now. Nah. The Algo would have to get it. Door about three, two, we don't have enough. They don't knock on the door. They just drive the fucking Mercedes better, right through the wall, buddy. That's right. You better hope they're not a take the shot type of guy. That's know? why yeah. I'm on this side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's I see, window. Graham, see, Graham is wearing his dive in front of the Sasquatch shirt. <laughs> He's diving so. in front of the Indian. That's, a... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get one of that. Where did you get that shirt? Which shirt? I, have have... Uh, I don't know. Grandamerica.ca slash swag. Yeah, I think you can get it. Oh, from... okay. Yep. All the designs are available there, including the Justin Trudeau water bottle shirt. Oh, man. That, that one's awesome. I, I don't, you know, I never, I didn't know that he said that, but I became fascinated with that whole topic, like freaking water boxes, bro. Yeah, water boxes. We made <laughs> a shirt out of it. Box water. <laughs> <laughs> So you can get all of that shit as stickers or shirts or hoodies or pants or clocks or phone and cases. You wonder, and you wonder if you got money, you know, funneled from a new water box company that's supposed to be all recyclable or something, right? I you know. I mean, yeah. it's some deal from China where they're getting, you know, shiploads of water boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be eco-friendly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And get rid of all the plastic stuff. We got new stuff going on. And he couldn't remember <laughs> what, what he was supposed like, to say. <laughs> I feel like it was not too long ago that they got rid of paper bags because, like, we were killing all the trees. Right. Now we're bringing water boxes around? Right. Were those boxes paper? made out of paper? Yeah. Oil? Like, at, his, like, at his lunch and, like, three days later, there's a big picture in the newspaper just surrounded by paper plates and water bottles and plastic <laughs> forks. Of like, course. three days after he announces the ban on him. It's like, really, dude? How fucking inept can you be? I'm sure he can top that. I mean, way. I'd be that inept too, but I'd have pay someone on payroll to make sure it didn't get fucking photographed. <laughs> By the way, there are uh, two living Gilligan Island cast members left, Don Wells and Tina Louise. Yeah, we have the Watcher. No, I just, I just know my Gilligan. <laughs> Is we that Marianne and Ginger? Yep. I don't know. I don't know who no, they were. We're about to find out. 
Watch probably not Mrs. Howell that made it. There's no <laughs> way Mrs. Howell is still kicking. <laughs> I want We should get a Gilgan's Islander on the show. Probably yeah, pretty yeah. senile. Yeah, Man, I bet they got great stories to tell. Set stories, eh? That's, some Gilligan's yeah. Island set stories. Some stories from the island. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe they saw UFOs or something while they were out there. Yeah, they're probably pretty senile at this point. <laughs> oh, I saw UFOs. <laughs> Ginger and Marianne. Did yeah, you tell Ginger. us where you wanted to go? Yeah, the pyramid <laughs> under Antarctica. Oh, you just made one up. <laughs> <laughs> See, he did. He got it. He got it in there. <laughs> I knew he was going to give you shit about that. <laughs> you can't just make up pyramids. Okay, the Mars. The, the Mars. Then, if we can go anywhere, I'll just go to the one. Uh, just, there you just, go. He just, he just materializes there. <laughs> suffocates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a no consequences trip. Oh, you can get man. To Mars. Yeah. I wish I could you remember. You can't actually go to the pyramids on Mars. You can only go to a space a spacesuit. That's as far as as close as you're going to get. Yeah. You get inside a spacesuit. Yeah. Someone needs to send me what episode we played Graham's um Mars 1 application on. I can't I remember. remember talking, yeah. Don't. I remember talking don't. to him about that. Yeah, I remember talking to you about that at Contact. We got to dig it up before. again. I can't remember what episode it is, but it's somewhere in the back catalog, and it is like it's it's got to be in the first fucking thirty episodes or forty episodes. But it's it's the funniest thing you've heard in a while. I'm, awesome. I'm yeah, done. Was all in. I'm gonna go One to Mars. Mars, he's going. <laughs> <laughs> the but best part is like I'm quick witted. <laughs> <laughs> We took this picture in the backyard of him for his thing. He's like looking up at the stars. Looking up at the sky. <laughs> uh, I remember that whole photo shoot. It was magical. That was the time when I wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quick. <laughs> Witted. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Forty US dollars later, Mars One went out of business. I yep. think officially now, right? Yeah. How much money did they take? I don't know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what they did with it. I wonder if they like actually spent any money on anything legitimate before they were like, this is crazy. Or if it was just like from the beginning, let's try and soak these people for a couple million dollars. We should do a show on that. You guys should do a show on that. You guys are the deep divers. Yeah, we probably could do a show on that. We uh, tried to have Mars One on the show, but they wouldn't come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I would be interested in in having a show on the concepts of going to Mars or other planets. I don't know if I would want to do a deep dive into like somebody doing some kind of financial scheme. You know, they're like, "Hey, value for value, give us money, and you go to Mars." Promise, <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, we're good. <laughs> yeah, they had this whole plan. They had this whole CGI <laughs> thing, and had to cost them a th thousands of dollars to put this thing yeah. together. <laughs> Go to mars.ca slash support. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, didn't they come after you for a second round of funding? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah they were emailing. They're like, come on, man, 40 more dollars. We might be able to get you back in. Oh, no. Yeah. I did it for the yeah. show, Darren. <laughs> it was all for the well, show. Let's, let's, how about this, though? If you could go, like, let's say that Elon Musk is like, Grand America guys, sending you to Mars tomorrow. No. 
Yeah. You have well, a if I can no come back, chance. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Yeah, yeah, no, like, not a one way. Back then, I just would, would go one way. I was just, I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have done it. Now, <laughs> right, no, yeah. I won't do it. But let's say there just was. Just say, great, right now, we'd just be finishing up watching Graham slowly die. Just think how depressing <laughs> that would be compared to having him on the podcast cracking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, let's say that it was Elon was like, it's going to be a, a round trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, come go. Back. yeah, I'd go. Yeah. But of course, with any trip like that, it's not guaranteed that you survive. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I'd still go. I would still try it. Yeah, yeah I would. Watching Graham trying to grow potatoes. I think I'd rather. <laughs> I think I'd rather go to like one of the moons of Jupiter or something. I would. That's what I was going to say. I'd rather go to the moon than Mars. I mean, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. I'd go. Just send me to the other side of the moon and let me like drive the freaking you know, drive rover around. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me that half track and just, yeah. <laughs> and it only and the moon would be fun because it's a couple G. days yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Four days or something. Four, four days, day six months. Eh, right. pretty easy choice. Pretty yeah. easy choice. Yep. Just think you'd have a, and besides, I think, I think there's, I think there's more to find on the moon yeah. really in terms of mysteries uh, our history yep if there's going to be if there's going to be uh you know something to find in terms of intelligent life i think the most likely place is going to be the moon but what about europa it's an outpost the europa moon's would be an outpost but that would be really far the moon's up to something yeah i mean or it's just all simulation <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense you know 108 108 108 you know 400 400 i mean it all fucking points to intelligent design yeah but not necessarily simulation right the simulation is a form of intelligent design but it doesn't have to be that to be intelligent design of some kind that's right yeah. in a sense it still could be a simulation right with any intelligent word- design yeah, I think the word simulation is sort of misleading uh, in that sense. Like it could be, you know, because when you talk about simulation, people think uh, the first thing you think, at least me, I think of like, okay, so they're it's like a, you know, they're running a full immersion VR system here or something like that. Pretty right? much, yeah. You're in a fucking pod. You're a battery. <laughs> right, Matrix style. But it could also just be that we live in a universe that is actually comprised of information. And that's just the nature of the universe itself. Well, we kind of, uh, at this point, the state of physics is, is, that is a fact. Yeah. All there is is little, you know, Standing uh, waves. fields it's being data. wobbled. Yeah. That's right. like how so I look at, I think 33 is like a numerical representation of sacred geometry. And that's why yeah. it comes up all over the place. All those processional numbers seem to pop up everywhere. Right, thirty-three is not one, but uh, like processional numbers plus that one seem to pop up all over the place. Thirty-three. I noticed you guys have focused on like the recurring numbers: one, 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 two, 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 whatever. Right. So you guys are fascinated by that too. That's just mostly covered PayPal fees. (laughs) (laughs) Genius, Jansen. That's right. Pretty genius, Jansen. (laughs) <laughs> and I think there's something to that numerology too, and you know the numbers in a row entice people maybe to click more. But PayPal fees are about ten percent. Yeah, I understand, but I've heard you guys talk about like eleven, eleven. Oh yeah, That's and what one I mean. twelve thirty four. 
So processional numbers seem to pop up. And is that because of the sacred geometry of the planet that we're on or the system that we're in? Like, in other words, would, would processional numbers seem to pop up elsewhere in the universe where there isn't a processional cycle happening like we've got here? In other words, like, does that cycle actually inject those numbers into the reality? Data yeah, that's that really interesting, yeah. Well, it def- definitely could if, it, if, if, I mean, if reality can affect time and everything else, then why, why couldn't that system affect everything? Right. I mean, every system could be have its own, like, we were just talking about the ether and shit with Adam Apollo, and it's like the whole magnetic field around the, around the solar system could be affecting the ether levels inside here, which could be causing who knows what. Right. So every right. solar so being, system could be different. Yeah. So being inside of any kind of large astronomical cycle, any whatever whatever fundamental numbers are associated with that cycle is injected into the reality that you're in if you're inside that cycle. That's obviously that's what I'm saying. It's fascinating. So concept. can you leave it? Like, yeah. So if you uh, like technically, I guess if if I was to leave and go to a different solar system, then I would see those numbers everywhere. Whatever the whatever the numbers are that you think you that could system. drink their water and stuff. If it was pure water. Yeah, I wonder if it would be different. I wonder if that those procession oh, show number of difference are actually changing base reality at some level. Oh, man. And that's, that's, where, that's... that's where the cosmos can actually be that and interdimensional at the same time. Uh, yeah, that's... Because you can't physically go to any of those places. Hmm. hmm. Like you can't physically go there because you're, you're, you run into a barrier of like different laws. Of reality, yeah. Different laws yeah. of fucking physics. Or maybe when you go there, you just change with the laws. Yeah. You know, your experience changes, your... That's what happened when those fuckers went to the moon. Changes you. all weird. Yep. It does change you. So on the numbers thing, uh, I wonder about, you know, like, B or the golden ratio. Yeah. So that number doesn't pop up everywhere, but the, but the physical representation of the number pops up everywhere. It does. Yeah. You know, 1.618, on and on and on forever. Yeah. You know, pi. Yeah. Pi is represented in, in so many things. I mean, but but the number doesn't pop up everywhere, and the number actually goes on forever. It's irrational. Yeah. So, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe those ones transcend dimensions. Yeah. And we've had conversations about how strange those numbers are. Like, how can you have fundamental building blocks, mathematical concepts that actually seem to have affect almost every physical system at any scale you care to look at and yet they can't be defined here how can it be a fundamental rule that can't be defined in the mathematics of this universe because we're too stupid what's that because we're too stupid Hmm. i i definitely agree that we're dumb but i don't know (laughs) if that's why we can't define those numbers (laughs) i think it could be uh another layer of thinking that we need to add to our evolution okay I see what you mean. So okay. another thing I wonder about is it is is the problem does the problem have anything to do with the fact that we use base ten? That could be. Like if we didn't use base ten, could we actually get a solid a whole number? I don't think so. No. Okay. I'll just but I could you. be wrong. <laughs> just trust me on that. You know. <laughs> have you guys, <laughs> have you guys looked up Robert Grant's work at all or followed that? I think, I, I, think he, I think he gets into that. He's a mathematician that's part of that Residence Academy. <clears throat> oh, okay. Colleagues with uh, the two guys that we just interviewed that talk about the sacred geometry and the music scales and how the phi ratio is embedded in the platonics and the music. Yeah. So have you, you, have you guys taken a look at my phone number? 
Take, no, take a no. look at the last seven digits. I don't. I don't. It's funny. And I didn't I don't even, read your text or anything. <laughs> I didn't even think of it until I uh, it was when Greg Carl would join the chats, and I didn't believe it. it was it was him, and I was like, "What are the last two digits of my phone number?" And he punched him in, and I started looking at like, so it's like the first numbers are those three numbers that he there, mm-hmm. which are all like uh, sacred numbers. About to dox yourself. Careful. Yeah, I better you watch it. Enough information where people can like figure out what you're doing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you see what I mean, though. This is why you can't do a show without a guest. Yeah, <laughs> you just dox yourself and you'd be screwed. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness going on there. Anyway, yeah, what I else agree we... with that. I, I think I think the. I think there it. is something to the, the the numbers, man. So like the, the 33 thing that I think there's something to that. And I think that maybe uh, some people know about that or that the knowledge about why those numbers are important has been preserved. Yeah. Now we're back to the brotherhood. brotherhood now we're surfing. back to that or maybe the Masons or. Yeah. I accidentally doxed myself um, once. <laughs> When we first left the Google Hangouts, because we had filled up and we were too full. So um, I was like, oh, we'll go to WhatsApp. So I started making the WhatsApp group. And, it, uh, you know, like a bunch of people joined before I realized if you went to the info part, it would give you all the phone numbers. So I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. So I shut it down. And then I started getting a couple texts. <laughs> That's how failed got my number. Oh wow! And I mean, failed, and I became friends, so it wasn't so bad. But yeah, it's you got to watch. He, su- he super chatted us tonight. Yeah, he did. Failed always super Thanks, chats Phil. us every time he catches a live show. He super chats us. He wants to see two chat. shirts a week. Uh, it's just a way to support the, sh- the live stream on YouTube. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we don't know where the money goes, but <laughs> it's in there <laughs> somewhere. Money is going somewhere. <laughs> As if we'll ever get out of YouTube. <laughs> it supports our YouTube premium subscriptions, though, so yeah. that's a bonus. Going, going back to what y'all were saying about the audience, the um, you know the the community that you were talking about in the beginning, yeah. um, I I felt that one hundred percent at contact at the cabin. Yeah. Um. Every everybody that came there was great. Um. It was just. That was a great experience, and I can't wait to do it again with you guys and and your audience. And we brought some of our friends. And anyway, uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing, man, that you guys got going on here. So we're glad to be a part of it. Yeah, it's magical. There's something yeah. magical about it. I mean, we can't we can't take credit for it. We just fucking show up, and yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and, and everything else sort of just sort of happened, you know, in a lot of ways. We didn't plan all, all of it out, you know, definitely yeah. not. It seems like a responsibility in some ways at, at this point. But, I mean, the community sort of just, it came out of nowhere. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. We're glad to have you guys in it. You fit right yeah. in. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And now yeah. we're going to go fucking trotting across North America, at least for the next couple of years, checking shit out with cool people. Hell, yes. Yeah. Starting in Can't April. wait. April 16th to 19th, shoot me an email, com. get on the list. Like I said, last time I checked, there was 13. There could be more by the time. I would guess by this time next week, there's going to be a whole lot more. 
And right. uh, shoot me an email. I mean, even if you don't have the money right now, uh, it's far enough away that uh, we'll figure something out. out. You know, if you can yeah. give me a $100 deposit or something like that, we'll figure it out. And uh, we'll get you paid up by the time we get there. We've got to come up with a deposit here in the next couple of weeks. That's a few thousand bucks so we can get the venue secured. And then uh, once we got that, we can trick you guys in for the next couple of months. We won't hold your feet to the fire. And then COM 2025, contact on the moon. There you go. That's what I'm waiting for. Yes. I thought it was contact at the castle first. Sure. Yeah, we got we're contact at the castle's coming. You know, I was actually looking at castles in in the UK and they're cheaper than Elk Lake Lodge. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean they're they're doing the same thing, man. They they're doing Airbnb, you know? Yep. Hundred percent. Some people some people there just own castles because they've been in their families for so many so many years. So we definitely know. need to to rent the castle. Ah, yeah, we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the castle you need to get. Aww. He wouldn't write. <laughs> it says the contact at the. <laughs> he must have he died. Must have right died there. while writing it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Come on, so he's only, he's only seen it once and he this, wasn't in a good state. To, I was on mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this Monty Python? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Holy Grail. They're also, Watch they're the also Holy Grail. experts in the Holy Grail. Oh, so we should do a viewing. Maybe that could be we something should. we do at CAC 2020. We'll do yeah. a Holy Grail viewing. We should just have it running on loop. In the studio? The Holy Grail is just always playing in the studio? Yeah. yeah. That's easy. Dude, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe, Graham, you've, maybe you've experienced this, but I brought like a group of people over to my house who had never seen it, and I've been cracking jokes about it and just building it up and then we all sat down on the couch and put it on and watched it and they never laughed. Yep, they don't get <laughs> the it. The whole time. It's like, Every scene is hilarious and nobody laughs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose that's as good as point as any to wrap it up, eh? Getting late for the all snake right, bros. Almost midnight down there. Yeah. Yeah. Down there, yeah, Texas style. Yeah, thanks for staying up, guys, for us. Thanks for yeah, staying up. Problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We'll pop this fucker out Friday. Fill it <laughs> up. Support the show. GrahamAmerica.ca slash support. Support these guys too. I don't know what their URL is, but you got what's your URL? Well, we got uh, patreon.com forward slash brothers of the serpent. And then if you just go to brothers of the serpent.com, you can find our donate button right there. It's the Snake Bros Pyramid Scheme. Send yeah. us straight to pyramids. There you have it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, check out our support. It's a scheme where you send us money and we go to pyramids. Perfect. I'm in on the I'm in on the scheme. We're in on the yeah, scheme. We support them. All right. Good. Just yeah, so thanks. you know. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Gave um, me ten Canadian dollars. I haven't been able to spend it yet, but I'm going to find out how. And six sixty six a month. <laughs> How's right. that for some sacred number action? <laughs> uh, and don't forget, America.ca/support, guys. Uh, the Patreon button's there. If you guys can get us up to two hundred Patreons by the end of July, we'll keep popping out two shows a month. Uh, a week forever <laughs> forever <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i just have to delete this episode <laughs> and sign up for cat this is, this is, this we're is, gonna publish it so you're screwed yeah this is a swap cast so we're publishing our own version of it man so it's getting out there you can't stop it that's right your feet will break soon <laughs> uh, all right well I don't, i'm not gonna bother playing any jingles i'm just gonna shut it down all right, boys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Had a All blast. Right. See you Good guys. night. Right on. Right on.
And that was our chat with the snake bros. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Don't worry.